Welcome to the DFB podcast again. Finally, um, it's been a long time, so we're glad to be back with you. This is episode eleven, and uh, I'm here with oh, I'm AJ. Just in case you were wondering, AJ Wolf from DisneyFoodBlog.com. See, I'm rusty at this, and I am with Brad Johnson, who is from WDWForGrownups.com. This is called a podcast. Yeah, is it's, that what we're, it's the newfangled technology. I, I seem to like. I remember kind of doing one of these before, but I, I don't it remember how it works. It was kind of a hazy dream, though. <laughs> it's, it's all a fuzzy memory, but a good one. Yes, kind of like one of those glow memories on Saved by the Bell. No, no, no. Mm. I'm a little old for Saved by the Bell references. It's like Lark Vuries. All right then. <laughs> So yeah, we're here. This is episode eleven, and 11. we are back after a hiatus, which was necessary because AJ has been writing her fantastic holiday book. Yes, yes, we have been working like little elves, putting together. A <laughs> I got a smile. Had a brat on that one. <laughs> like little elves, putting together our ginormous. 230-page DFB Guide to the Walt Disney World Holidays 2012. And in honor of your new publication, we are going to talk all about the holidays in the Disney resorts this episode. Yes, we are talking about holidays um, and everything you can do and eat during the holidays right now. Because, you know, it's it's mid-November. It's time to start eating. It's time to stop doing work. Shut down everything for the year. See you in January. I'm like a bear hibernating for the winter. There you go. Just food and sleep. So we're going to do... And football. We're going to have some other... We've got some exciting news that may be a little... It seems to be a little divisive. Controversial. Um, and then uh, after we've handled up on the news, we will talk about the holidays. After that, we will take some listener questions. <laughs> well I done. almost said reader. Ooh, but you I, were so close to saying reader on that one. But I, we will take some listener questions. And then we will do our ceremonial trivia and closing. Ceremonial, indeed. It's like we're at Polynesian. It is. All right. Sounds good. You guys ready? Yay. Uh, we'll take that as a yes. <laughs> we forget we can't hear you. Yeah, we can. but I the, know you're saying yes in your psychically, car. psychically, we can hear you. So <laughs> let's get started with the DFB podcast. Here we go. News bulletin. All right. <laughs> time. I guess that means we're going to talk about the news, or Does that else... bring you back to the seventies. <laughs> yes, all the time I spent doing Morse code in the seventies. <laughs> okay, so we have some news that we wanted to share with you, and the big news, big big news, and it's actually not even that. We're not even that late with it with this podcast because <laughs> it just came out last week. Is that the Starbucks locations for Disney World? The first two have been announced, and people are getting their pitchforks and their torches and are setting things on fire. Xbox. They are not. They are not happy about. There are um, lots of people who are unhappy, but there are some people who are fine with it. The, just so you know, here's where they are: um, the Main Street Bakery will be closed in January and will reopen in early 
summer, they're saying, early summer, um, with Starbucks elements. Now it's going to keep its same theming and, and, uh, um, it definitely won't, it's not supposed to feel out of place on main street, but, um, it will have Starbucks elements and serve Starbucks coffee, Starbucks beverages and Starbucks food. Although there will be some Disney food mixed in there as well. I mean, to be fair, how many streets in America really don't have a Starbucks on them? It's, it's only appropriate that, you know, if you're going to have Main Street USA be representative of America. It's classic America. And it's very classic. I, I think people would say that it's it's not, you know, early 20th century America or late, uh, late 19th century America, which is what it's kind of supposed to be. But um, I think, you know, my grasp of American history might not be that great, but I'm pretty sure I remember about the settlers – settling and building Starbucks all over the, the West as they settled throughout America. I think America. there were green mermaids yeah, uh, exactly. up on the uh, up on the corners of the buildings. So, yeah, yeah some people are, are, I think, upset about this, but I think they may be um, overestimating the amount of change that will come from the, I mean, is that fair, I mean, to, to say? Because I, I think in, in Disneyland where they put the Starbucks, like I'm not the biggest fan of the Starbucks pastries and stuff like that, but I think they still have in, in Disneyland some of the of the old stuff in the case as well in addition to the the starbucks gum. they do right? they, they've got they've got disney stuff there too and it's all it's all good um and i think that if you do look at the starbucks location in in disney california adventure which of course wasn't necessarily replacing anything so you can't really see how it would change an existing structure it is still well themed you can you know it doesn't feel like your starbucks on the corner of your hometown or you know on the corner of the manhattan city streets or anything or in the settlers days or in the settlers days when starbucks were all cardboard that's right what because <laughs> cardboard was that's really what the great west was built on was a lot of cardboard paper mache that was that was how we settled the west hey no they've been using paper mache to make things for a that's, really that, long right, time particularly shelters in the wilderness that's really what it was originally invented for was bears are, bears are actually terrified little known fact Bears are terrified of paper mache. Papier mache yes. is, is as they would say it. But okay, so as a settler said it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, All we're right. a little punchy tonight. Um so okay, so the so I you know, remains to be seen what changes are going to happen. What we what we have heard is that um there will be some Disney food there. However, um the Disney Parks blog has let everyone know that the cinnamon rolls can now be gotten at Gaston's Tavern in New Fantasyland and that the Ice cream, homemade ice cream sandwich cookies can be gotten, which they always have been able to be gotten at uh, Sleepy Hollow Refreshments. Now, I don't know that that means that they will now be gone from the Starbucks or, or from, from the Main Street Bakery to do in the interim, or if that's just what to do in the interim. That's right. So, um, it remains to be seen. So, the next Starbucks is going to be opening in midsummer at Fountain View Cafe in Epcot. And that's going to be closing in March for the refurbishment. Nobody seemed that upset about Nobody that Nobody seems that upset about that one. They think it's, it makes more sense because it's in Future World. That's right. And Starbucks and is a company future, of the future. And in the future, Starbucks will be everywhere. <laughs> right. Even though they have been everywhere in, in settlers' times. So anyway, that's the deal on Starbucks. FYI, you can stop over to the food blog and leave your comment. Let us know how you feel about it. Or let us know on dfbpodcast.com how you feel about Starbucks news. But since we don't want to talk about Starbucks for this entire time, let's uh, let's move on to some more news. Um, next thing I want to mention is Earl of Sandwich has opened officially in Disneyland. It is in downtown Disney, replacing Compass Books. And I don't think anybody's upset about that one either. I don't 
don't think it doesn't seem to be. People are pretty excited about the Earl of Sandwich. Earl Sandwich is a, is a winner. That's yeah. something all, all downtown Disney's should have an Earl of Sandwich in them. Yeah. Did you know that the first one was in Orlando? That was the very first. That Earl was the sandwich? very first one ever. Yep. And I now that's that. in every airport and and all the land. I don't so. think that's right. But, so. <laughs> but it's very popular. It's already very popular. The lines are already very, very long. But um, just so you know, there's some great holiday additions to their menu as well at, at Earl of Sandwich. So if you happen to pop into an Earl of Sandwich, um, there's multiple holiday items you can get for a couple of months here. And do you have reviews on the food blog yet? Yep. The- yep. There is. Yeah. Heather has been working her magic. She has... Uh, She's got a great review on the Earl of Sandwich in Disneyland with fabulous atmosphere pictures as well. Excellent. Yes. Um, another little tiny piece of news. Now, of course, we're not covering everything. If you want all of the news, you just go to Disney Food Blog. On the sidebar, we have our little Disney Food News pin board you can go to, and you'll, you'll see everything that's going on because there's tons. There's like wine dinners, all kinds of stuff. But anyway, another little tiny piece of news I wanted to mention on the podcast is Splitsville, the uh, – your local bowling alley is going to be opening in downtown Disney Orlando at some point. We don't know when yet because they haven't told us, but uh, I feel like it'll be, I feel like it's nearing. It's getting closer. 21st century to be sure. You know, exactly. Um, and of course, this will be a two-story bowling alley, pretty high-end, kind of she-she. And uh, you're going to order your food from a menu. The server's going to bring it to you. Um, The classic bowling alley experience. You know, you know, dress up. Dress up. (laughs) Wear your spats. What's a spat? So that you put on your shoe. Spat. We'll look, we'll look it up. Brad's going to go Google. So (laughs) Splitsville's coming soon and I will meet you there and we will bowl. I'm a really bad bowler, but. Yeah, that menu is uh, not what I would expect at a, at a bowling alley. I got like. Yeah. Filet mignon and sushi and, and stuff like that. Yep. All right, then. Well, that's our little coverage of the news. But now we are going to get ready to dive into some discussion of the holidays in just a minute. Get your jingle bells ready. Say, what's that jingle? Could it be Chris Kringle? Why, Jiminy Christmas! <laughs> Santa Claus is coming to town! And now it's time to talk about the holidays in Disney World and Disneyland. We will be discussing the most wonderful time of the year. Which is, that's the Food and Wine Festival. But um, this is the second most wonderful time of the year. It is among the most wonderful times of the year (laughs) at Disney. That's right. So there's lots going on for the holidays in Disney World and Disneyland. So we're just going to cover a few of the food items that are not to be missed things that you definitely want to catch while you're there if you're headed if you're headed there now remember this is a very busy time of the it is the busiest time of the year for for any disney park so go early try not to go on the actual holidays um book your dining way ahead of time if you can it's getting a little late now but there's still places that'll take reservations so make it happen um so let's just go through the parks real quick we'll start at the magic kingdom where there is what brad What's there at the Magic Kingdom? There's Cinderella Castle. <laughs> there is Cinderella Castle. <laughs> Starbucks <Which> I- <laughs> soon. I, I've been taken unaware. What's at the Magic Kingdom? Oh, are you talking about the Christmas party? Mickey's very Mickey's merry, very merry Christmas, Christmas party. party, which is awesome. You see, guys, sometimes I have to wake Brad up oh, it was, a little I, bit. I was terrified. I was so on the spot. I had no idea what I was It was like to when you were in seventh grade and you got called in the background. All right. 
yes, the Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party. Now, what's cool about this, um, it is a hard ticket event. You have to pay extra to go. It happens at night. Um, but what's great about it is that you get, quote unquote, complimentary food while you're there. So if you All you have to pay is $70 to go. That's and right. It's called <laughs> all the free food you want. Um, it's like the restaurants where I pay money and then I get complimentary food. <laughs> you get free food. It's just like that. It's like that hotel where you pay a bunch of money right. and then you get a complimentary room. Right. So, um, right. But this is this is really fun. So multiple locations around the Magic Kingdom throughout the evening um, will have an assembly line of cookies and cocoa and apple slices and apple juice and all kinds of special diet stuff. If you need gluten-free, if you need um, allergy-free, if you need sugar-free, they have all of that. But um, basically you will be stuff, stuff yourself full of cookies and cocoa and, and apple juice and stuff. And something I really like about this whole thing is that um, the cocoa, they have real mush, they have real marshmallows in it, no. which I wouldn't expect from Disney complimentary item, but they, <laughs> they each have two little real marshmallows in them. Fantastic. And I will say that of the of the cool stuff that's going on at holiday time, Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party is among my favorites. It's fantastic. I mean, it snows on Main Street. Don't eat the snow. And um, there's, you know, they, they often have specialty cupcakes and cookies and things in the bakery. Lots of good stuff to try. Um, but just a F- quick FYI, those cookies are usually going to be snickerdoodles or chocolate chip cookies that you're going to get for free. Um, so, but they're, they're very good. Even if you don't like snickerdoodles, they're still really, really good. Like snickerdoodles. Yeah. I don't really like snickerdoodles, but these are good. People who, people like you. Right. (laughs) People like me. Um, so anyway, that is going on, uh, November 9th to December 21st. And after December 21st, you are out of luck. You don't want to to go into the magic kingdom after December 21st. No, probably not. That's true. So that's what's going on. That's a kind of a big deal over at the Magic Kingdom in terms of food. Um, but also they're oh, moving over to Hollywood Studios. We'll go over to DHS where they've got mo- lots of great like DHS is the place to be when it comes to food during the holidays. All right. That's a premise. Let's hear. Let's hear why <laughs> that's true. Well, you know, the big show during the holidays at DHS are, is the um, – Osborne family spectacle of which dancing awesome. lights, which is awesome, but not edible. So I, it, not edible. But what they've done, what goes better with three hundred million dancing lights than alcohol? A lot of times, you can get the dancing lights strictly through the use of alcohol. Right. So with the alcohol, it makes them even dancier. Yeah, okay. So what they what they do is they set up usually usually one, but sometimes a couple during the busy seasons, little bars, um, you know, outside around the lights, and they offer. Um, some specialty drinks like the quote unquote Mary Margarita, which is just a regular margarita, but with with the Christmas spirit. But it, <laughs> it has a glow cube in it. Oh, there you go. Um, and so it can take on different hues. Um, and they also have like the Captain's Hot Cider, which is pretty much cider with Captain Morgan in it. And, and Christmas spirits. Exactly, and Christmas spirit. And something that people love, which is the snowball, which is Kahlua, Bailey's, Amaretto, half and half, whipped cream, cinnamon, nutmeg. It's like Christmas in a cup. It's pretty much what it is. Um, but they have about, I think they have about five or six drinks that they serve. And they also have specialty cupcakes. They're over there this year. There's going to be a, um, I think it's there now, a gingerbread cupcake with cream cheese frosting, which I think was there last year as well, but it has a little Santa Mickey hat on it, which is adorable. Um, so there's lots of good stuff over there to sample and try. 
Um, so yeah, definitely, definitely go check out the Osborne Lights and and all of those. And, I, and another good reason to drink while you're over there is that while you know crowds come and go during the Christmas season, I have yet to be, go to the Osborne Family Lights where it wasn't just wall to wall people. Even even early in the season recently, is that pretty much those? That's been a very uh, busy environment, so a little extra alcohol may make the crowd always a makes it better. Long. Yeah, exactly. always makes it better. I got a, actually got a really good tip from Matt Hotchberg at StudioCentral.com about when to go to the uh, Osborne lights. I'm in desperate need of such a tip. So, so that you can avoid the me. crowds a little bit. Now, this is a special tip in the book as well. So you're getting a little sneak peek into the book, um, is to go during the second Fantasmic showing of the night because a lot of people are going, go during the first Fantasmic showing of the night, go during a Fantasmic showing because a lot of people will be at Fantasmic. I think you're misrepresenting Matt's statement now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Matt, Matt, you can, you can correct Feel free to correct me from afar. Anyway, go during Fantasmic because everyone else will be at Fantasmic and then you'll be the only one there looking at the lights. Um, and another his, his other tip is to go on weekdays because weekends will be a little bit more crowded with uh, local folks coming out. Always a good policy. Definitely, definitely. So, and just a quick note, and all of the counter service menus around Walt Disney World during the holidays, keep an eye out for specialty menu items. Every once in a while, they'll try out a new menu item. Something will pop up, something new or something different. So, so look for new and interesting stuff. They'll usually have a placard next to the checkout counter where they'll tell you what's new. Um, there's something else I wanted to say, but I forgot. So we'll move on to the next. Uh, we'll move on to Epcot. Sounds good. Oh, I remember what I was going to say. No, I'm sorry. We've moved on to Epcot. <laughs> Something else to keep an eye an eye out. I hate that expression. Keep an eye out for. Keep a lookout for is um they because it gets so crowded in during the holidays in Disney World, they will pop up little food locations all around. Now, Hollywood Studios is the recipient of multiple of these multiples of these food locations. There's usually a little Italian kiosk, there's usually extra hot dog stands. Um, they add a couple of menu items. So those should be opening in the next few weeks as well. They're like pacifiers to try and keep you somewhat sedate That's right. from all the people. Same thing in Epcot, where they have the Via Napoli pizza window opens um, during busy days and weekends, which is not good pizza because it's not, it's it's not, not the same pizza as mm, what's at Via Napoli. It's this weird other pizza. That's false advertising. Yeah, it's weird other pizza. So, But at least it'll keep you full and you don't have to, you know. But anyway, so that's a good segue. We'll go over to Epcot now. The thing to look at to look out for in Epcot, of course, the Candlelight Processional will be happening starting November 23rd to December 30th. That is, of course, when hundreds, dozens of choir stirs from around the country get together and um, are led by a celebrity narrator who tells the Christmas story in America Gardens Theater in, um, in the American Adventure. So it's a really, really great show, very popular, which means the best way to see it is to get a dining package. Dun, da, da, da. Big, dun, da, da. big tip. Um, this is one of the only show packages in Disney World that I think is without a doubt a good deal. Um, so you can basically book a lunch or dinner as part of a dining package, part of the candlelight processional dining package. Um, most of the Epcot restaurants participate. You purchase it in advance. You call in advance, um, you know, 407 WW Dine, get your candlelight processional dining package, go have your meal, and then they give you a little sticker. And what it does is it guarantees you seating at a certain um, show and there's three shows a night of the candlelight processional so it guarantees you seating at a certain show and you'll know that ahead of time and then after that show you get to go and have a vip 
viewing area, be in a VIP viewing area for Illuminations, which is the fireworks show. So it's really a great deal because you're not actually spending too much more on the meal than you would normally, but you also get a seat at an extremely popular show plus a VIP viewing area for Illuminations. So it's a, it's a stellar deal. But if you don't have the dining, uh, the dining package, you should be lining up for that processional about an hour to an hour and a half in advance because it is that popular. And possibly bring weapons to defend your position in line. Weapons and snacks. <laughs> Yeah. Speaking of snacks, oh, that was a, that was a. Segue Are you segueing me? Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of snacks, um, another great thing that's happening in Epcot for the holidays is um, what they call Santa's Bake Shop, which is basically a giant gingerbread house in Liberty Inn. Um, which is the counter service spot at American Adventure, and there's a there's a cast member who's inside the giant gingerbread house and selling things like gingerbread cookies, eggnog, peppermint bark is new this year. They should be selling peppermint bark, um, cider, and other sundries. Festive sundries. Eats. Um, so that's that's happening as well. That has its that has its own trading pin too again this year, the Santa's Bake Shop. Um, but my favorite part of the holidays in Epcot, of course, is when they bring out the Brewers, the Holiday Brewers Collection. And I'm hoping they do that again this year because I put it in the book. So I'm mm. hoping they do it again. Sometimes she lies in the book. Sometimes I lies. I, I don't know. I don't know if they're going to bring certain things back out again. But this has been out for two years in a row, so I think they will. But it's basically, it's the Brewer's Collection booth from the Food and Wine Festival that they put some, like, garland on, <laughs> and then they serve, like, holiday beers. Um, but they also serve glue wine there, which we love, which is, like, a mulled-spiced wine, um, hot, warm wine, um, which is a German tradition. So they do sell that there as well. Yes, in, in villages all over Germany, they bring their food and wine festival booth out and <laughs> decorate right. it with some garlic. They probably and, have them. <laughs> I bet they have them. It's very possible. Germany's cool like that. Yeah. So that's another great thing to be sure to uh, to hit up is some gluch wine. wine. I don't know how to say it, mm. but G L U H W E I N. I'm pretty sure that was spot on. Okay. <laughs> all right. Whew, this is hard to get all this in in just a couple of minutes. We may run a little long today, folks. We'll let, that, we'll let our network affiliates know that But I don't we may... want you to miss out on anything. Um, okay, so once you're done with the parks, you want to head into the resorts. Now, most of the deluxe resorts will have giant, fabulous decorations. Um, a few of them even have edible, giant, fabulous decorations. Yeah. I don't know that that's actually edible gingerbread. Like it's totally I, edible. Well, all of the ingredients. That's I mean, the, yes, that's right. It's you it, wouldn't is, it is legit die gingerbread, you but you probably don't want to eat it. For a variety of reasons, including which we'd probably get kicked out. Yeah, you would probably have some serious security issues yeah. if you tried to take a big bite out of the gingerbread carousel. So, speaking of the gingerbread carousel, over at Beach Club, there is a gingerbread carousel and um the it is life size. I mean, it's huge. Like the horses are big enough you could sit on them, and the horses usually change. They usually change at least one or two of them every year to different themed horses, and so it's fun. Always fun to go see what they have um, every year. And also at Beach Club, they have a um, they have a little. Each one of these places kind of has a little store or a little shop where you can buy gingerbread houses, which cost you like sixty bucks, or little gingerbread shingles or holiday suckers, dipped Oreo cookies, things like that. So there's lots of good snacky treats to buy when you are visiting these gingerbread displays. 
Beach Club has the the little train set up too, the Christmas Village train, doesn't Yacht it? Yacht Club does. Yacht Club, that's right. So let's go through the lobbies and head over to Yacht Club, which is right next door, where they do have a giant holiday train village display, um, which is fun because if you go look around, you can see each of the individual places that are at the Yacht and Beach Club um, represented in the little train display. So it's really, really cool. Also, Yacht Club keeps saying every year that they're going to have a gingerbread thing in their lobby too, but they never have it. So I'm seeing if they're going to make it happen this year. I don't trust them. We'll see. Um, you want to cross over Crescent Lake to the boardwalk where you're going to have, um, it's basically a little gazebo. It's a gingerbread gazebo. That's the same thing that you've seen for the past couple of years where, you know, Stitch is involved and usually Daisy and Donald. Um, so it's a, it's a life-size gazebo to check out. And they also have Stitch's Bakery, which is Ha ha ha! Stitch took over the Boardwalk Bakery, ah. and that's where you buy all of your accoutrement, your gingerbread stuff. <laughs> um, so, and the last one that's uh, there are two others that are that are major must sees. The first is um, the Grand Floridian Resort has a huge, absolutely huge. It's really, I mean, technically you could call it two story gingerbread house. Um, that here's a little tip. It actually has smoke that comes out of the chimney, which is super fun to watch. Um, and there is someone inside that gingerbread house as well selling stuff. Um, that place also has, or Grand Floridian also has um, gingerbread demonstrations, gingerbread decorating demonstrations that are completely free. Um, just ask at the front desk when you can go see those. And then across the way, you've got the Contemporary, which has a giant, um, all these things are giant, gingerbread tree that you can go check out. And again, there's plenty of little things you can purchase there. So all of the resorts have something holiday going on, but these are the ones that have the, the big, um, you know, edible displays. So shall we fly over to the West Coast now? Yes. Talk about the Disneyland. Disneyland has some seriously time-honored traditions for the holidays. And the first one is the candy cane race. Um, I don't think it was originally envisioned as a race. I think it just has turned into one. It's definitely become a race now. Um, so Disneyland, ever since it's either it's opened or a few years after it opened, they started to to make um, homemade candy canes in the in the candy kitchen, and they're still doing it now, but. They do it in very limited quantities. So basically you have to, on the days that they make candy canes, and we'll, we'll, we'll release those dates as soon as we have them. Um, they usually start in late November and go through December. On the days that they make candy canes, you need to get there very, very early. You need to get a ticket for the candy canes. And it's different every year, so you have to figure out what it's going to be like this year. You need to get a ticket for the candy canes. Um, you know, I don't know if you get a wristband sometimes but it's like it's a very big deal to figure out how to get your candy canes so we have a couple of posts on the blog about um how it's been the past couple of years and you can kind of check those out but that's a that's a those are fantastic candy canes homemade wonderful another thing that is a must see and must eat when you are in disneyland for the holidays is the yule log which they have at let's see where is it this year last year it was at plaza inn which is in Disneyland, Boardwalk Pizza and Pasta in California Adventure, and at Paradise Pier's Hotel, uh, Paradise Pier Hotel's PCH Grill. They also have a version at Club 33, if you, you know, for... <laughs> if you just stop in. For your Tuesday night. Right. Um, 
So these are, but these are like completely edible Yule logs. If you've ever seen a Yule log before, it's basically because that's always the biggest problem with Yule logs. Is that I, you know, you <laughs> see, not you're, edible. you're like, I really, you know, it's nice that this is warming my house and everything, but I really wish I could eat that log. And, and <laughs> Disneyland is here to, to solve that that problem that's been plaguing society for so long. Thank you, Disneyland. <laughs> um, so <laughs> it's basically a roulade. It's a rolled cake with a frosting in the middle. Um, the flavors in the past have been pumpkin. They've had um, chocolate chestnut last year. Uh, several different flavors over the past few years. So you can you can try those out. Um, that should that should be happening from kind of early December to early January. And this year they have the Jingle Jangle Jamboree at Big Thunder Ranch. That sounds right. <laughs> I'm just like blanking. I'm blanking in my head right now. Big Thunder Ranch. They have the Jingle Jangle Jamboree where Mrs. Claus's tasty treats are available where you can uh, decorate cookies. Uh, There are specialty drinks. Um, I am hearing from Ms. Heather Seavers, our Disneyland columnist, that there are Monte Cristo bites there this year, which I hear they are a must-have. So I'm hoping she'll ship some over here to me from there. Um, so go check out the Monte Cristo Bites, because you guys all know how much we love the Monte Cristo sandwiches over at uh, Blue Bayou and Cafe Orleans. Um, and of course, Disneyland has a giant gingerbread house in the middle of the Haunted Mansion right now, which I have to point out, I'm very pleased that they put some food into, a, into an attraction. That's always fun. Once again, the, you know, Haunted Mansion, the one thing it was missing was something edible. That's right. So. But there's lots of other cool things going on in Disneyland for the holidays. Head over to Disney California Adventure. Look at um, Buena Vista Street and Cars Land with all of their brand new holiday decorations. They're adorable and a lot of fun to look at. So um, if you can get over there, I'm jealous and uh, send us some pictures. So as you can probably tell, there is a ton to know about Disney World at the holidays. And because AJ is always one to be solving problems, she has created her newest ebook, which is the DFB Guide to Disney World at the Holidays 2012. Does that sound right? No. What's it called? What's it called? <laughs> DFB Guide to the Walt Disney World Holidays 2012. I was very close. You were very close. You just had the in the wrong place. So this book is huge. It's 230 pages, jam-packed with tips, everything you need to know about the holidays, all the events, all the stuff that's going on, all the special you know, options, dining options, all that kind of stuff is, is yep. all kinds of details. How to avoid to the crowds, how to save money. This is the hardest time to visit the, the Disney parks because it's so, so busy and they, and they want to charge you extra for everything. So we've got all the ways to kind of avoid all of that craziness. So in honor of her awesome new book and in honor of what a great listener you are, you personally are, that we are going to <laughs> offer you a discount code of $3 off the guide. Use code SANTA and get the discount if you go over to dfbstore.com. Yeah, go to dfbstore.com. Check out the check out the book. Check out some uh, um, sample pages. Um and if you want an even, you know, if you want another great deal, I shouldn't say an even better deal because it's a pretty good deal as it is, but a fantastic deal is our- A is differently our, but equally awesome deal. Exactly. Is our holiday bundle where we bundled together the DFB guide, our regular big old giant 2012 DFB guide to the Walt Disney World dining with this particular guide, which is all about the holidays. You can get both of those together. Which for is your, like 500 pages of Disney it's, food. It's reading. more than that. It's, it's, it's nearly 600 pages of- Disney food information and, and awesomeness and tons and tons of pictures. Um, and you get all of that for 25% off what it would normally cost you. I mean, it's crazy. It's a great deal. So, so. head over to DFB store and check out these awesome deals. Yeah. 
So now it's time for listener, not reader. Not reader. Listener questions. Though we hope you're readers too. Yes. Listener and reader questions. Okay. Our first one is from Chris H. who asks, I'm heading out to Disneyland for the first time with my girlfriend next year. And I was wondering what your top pick is in these categories. High-end sit-down, medium-tier sit-down, and counter service. Thank you. Chris is very polite. He thanks us in advance. I know. Thanks, Chris. Like, we're going to give him good, good ideas. He knows this. He's, he's, Chris, Chris knows who to ask about these things. That's right. All right. What do you say, Bradley? Well, what let's say start with the... high end. Okay. I'm going to take the easy answer, which is Napa Rose. And the I restaurant? will recommend also, if you are going to Napa Rose, to check out the chef's counter. Yeah. Because the first time I went to Napa Rose, I just ate at a table and I thought it was okay. But since then, I've been to the chef's counter a couple times and I love it. Yeah. So that's my pick. Okay. How about you? I think that's great. I think Chef's Counter is good. I I like Steakhouse 55 because it's so sedate. There's a lot of things to like about Steakhouse 55. Napa Rose is happening and there's stuff going on, it feels like, especially at the Chef's Counter. But if you just want a really romantic, like hideaway sort of meal, Steakhouse 55 is the way to go. And we we didn't mention um, Napa Rose is in the Grand Californian and the Steakhouse 55 is in the Disneyland Hotel. That's right. And you've also got Carthay Circle right now to as, as a choice because that just opened um, a few months ago. Um, relatively high end, I would say not as high end as the two we already mentioned, but it's been getting some good reviews. So that's another one to check out too. All right. Now for the medium tier. Yes. I think that this is slam dunk. I think you're even going to agree with me on this one. This mm-hmm. is, is, is uh, Cafe Orleans. I love Cafe Orleans. Like for so many reasons. It's like, it's for me, that's like, you know, that's probably the meal that, that may very well be the meal that I look forward the most to in, when I go to Disneyland yeah. overall. Is, uh, I, just, I just love it. It's, it's relatively inexpensive. They have phenomenal food. Like, <laughs> the funniest thing about it is that there's really – the entree is kind of a non – like I don't care that much about the entree while I'm there. I'm mainly there for pommes frites and um, beignets, <laughs> You're there right? For, for like, the frites and the beignets, yeah. The fried things. No, totally. But the, but the entree, you got to eat the it's Monte fine. Cristo. Yeah, you know, yeah. the Monte Cristo is, is where it's at. So, I mean, that, that's just a – it's a slam dunk all the way around. Very few Disney restaurants are like that. The one complaint I have about Cafe Orleans is I don't love the seating inside. Um, it's a little dark and it's it's a little outdated – um, if you can sit outside, it's a really nice experience because you have some good people watching over by the um, rivers of America. So, um, so that's a good one. I'm I'm trying. My mind is blanking on other great like medium level. Um, Storytellers Cafe is yeah, very good. That's a good um, that's a that's a good one to go to. It's not it's not really romantic, but um, you weren't asking for romantic anyway, I guess, Chris. Um, <laughs> AJ just likes to throw arbitrary constraints. Chris, you know, Chris just, really Chris is Chris a vegan. is a romantic kind of guy. <laughs> he's a vegan too. He's a vegan. What? I'm just saying we're making up random we're things to make Chris's up. question. He wants a romantic vegan restaurant. What do you got for him? <laughs> Anyway, so, you know, um, over in downtown Disney, there's quite a few good ones for, for medium price as well. Tortilla yeah. Joe's is good. Naples is. Catal is great. Naples yeah. is good. There are, um, there are a lot Naples of good options in downtown Disney. Um, uh, yeah, yeah. There's there's lots of good stuff. Ralph Brand. I really like Ralph Brand's Jazz Kitchen. But given that he asked for one pick, we're telling him all the medium tier Go to Cafe ones. Orleans. So go to Cafe Orleans. Okay. And then, <laughs> <laughs> finally, in the counter service division, what what is your pick? Okay, counter service. I've got. I've got two. If you're in California Adventure, I would go with um, Flows. Flows V8 Cafe. I'm, I haven't gotten to the new Cars Land yet, so I don't know. That's a good sounds. one. That's a good one to try. Um, and then, I I like French Market and Hungry Bear over in Disneyland. 
as well. I think those are both. AJ's really, really not very good with the what is I am your never. Pitch. Don't ever just, ask me what's your favorite so because. I, I think there's an obvious answer here, assuming that you counted as counter service, which would be the plaza. The plaza, yeah. Because the the, the yo gets plaza in. And don't make the mistake I make. Just get the fried chicken when you go to the plaza. Yeah, don't get roast beef or I all that the, garbage. Yeah, it looked good, but and it wasn't bad. But I st- I stole some chicken and it was it was way better. There is no reason to not get the chicken at the Plaza Inn. Uh, yeah, remember Plaza Inn is a, is a table service for breakfast, but for lunch and dinner it's counter service, and it is off the charts. I mean, it's amazing. Chris, you have to go, even if your girlfriend doesn't want to go. Go to go to go to Plaza. Leave her in the hotel. Go. And, and from what I hear, go to Flo's. So those are those. I, I'm I'm making AJ's pick for her since she won't. She said. Please. And Rancho del Zocalo and Hungry Bear. Oh, Rancho del Zocalo. And French Market. Ooh, that's a good one. I the. <laughs> I, I, you know, I would say that yeah, you know, Rancho de los Zocalo is almost up there with with the Plaza. There That's, are very few counter service restaurants in Disneyland that I would be unhappy with. Yeah, like but, I'll even go to Pizza Port and get the Fusilli pasta, and I'm very happy with that. So, but I'm saying Plaza and Rancho del Zocalo because now AJ oh oh he's added list. he's added yes. to his list. Okay, all right. Well, that's that's where we are with that, Chris. Good luck. <laughs> So what we did for Chris is we listed all the restaurants, all the restaurants at Disneyland. Disneyland. <laughs> Next, Shane G asks, "Dear AJ and Brad, we are dear to Shane, and that mm-hmm. and that's why Shane is dear. He's to dear us. to us too. How do you encourage a picky eater or someone set in their ways to step outside their comfort zone at Disney? We don't know anybody like that. <laughs> Every time my sister comes to visit me in Orlando, she always insists we eat at Tony's Town Square because she believes this is some great family memory or tradition held there. No one else in the family believes this, and I would <laughs> just see Tony's as high-priced, mediocre Italian food. That's right. Now, regardless of whether it is a tradition, that is, in fact, what Tony's is, is high-priced, mediocre That's Italian. That's right. But I especially want to, to her to try new things because we have a reservation at Be Our Guest on the opening day of her Thanksgiving trip. So, Shane, I think that the best thing you can do if you want to encourage someone to get out of their, their comfort zone or move things around is to write into the podcast and then play it for them and say, AJ and Brad say that you need to try some new stuff. <laughs> <laughs> but I will also say that there is there is a value to tradition and that traditions are fun and great. But it's always I think it always is good to try some try some new things. I, I you know we've had in the course of all the times I've visited Disney World, I've had actually quite a few traditions. But our traditions have evolved too. So you know we maybe we you know we used to go to say wherever for the first day and then the food you know as, as you know disney food places gets better and worse and changes and so you know like i would not want to be locked into having to eat at tony's town square no. every time although i i felt like the last time i went to tony's it was a lot better than previous times but you know because the food changes so much while traditions are valuable i think it's best to to also mix it up a little bit yeah well i i'm a pretty picky eater myself and so what i just kind of rely on is the fact that most restaurants in disney world will have something that I will be able to to eat, um, whether that's going to be macaroni and cheese or chicken nuggets or pizza or something. There'll be something there either on the kids menu or the adults menu um, that is going to be palatable. So I would say, you know, just arm arm her with that. And <sighs> otherwise, it's probably a good trick too. It's to, tough. Yeah. Well, and also you can just if if your reservations at be our guest, you can just tell her look. We had to, you know, we had to climb walls and do all kinds of crazy stuff to get a reservation to be our guest. We're going to be our guest. All right. right. Tell her to bring a peanut butter sandwich. Um, But yeah, because be our guest has a difficult menu for picky eaters. I think there's there's not a whole lot on there that's pretty that's really straightforward. Um, So we wish you luck, my friend. 
So that's it for our reader. <laughs> I hope we helped. I think we were. I think we told Chris. Here's a list of all the restaurants at Disneyland, and we told Shane. Wow. Um, the you, listener questions was a kind of a bust today. I'm really well, sorry we, about I that. I think we had good answers. They just were, you know, not necessarily answers to the questions that the people asked. So, Shane, it, I think you're powerful, and I think you can. You're good enough. You're smart enough, and you can handle this situation. <laughs> So that's our reader questions for this week. <laughs> Listener questions. Gosh darn it. Oh, you got you got so close. I was almost got I almost got through one episode. All right, better move on. All right. Now we're going to do our trivia for this week. I trivia, call it this week. Trivia, trivia. So what was last week's question, AJ? <laughs> no laugh from that. That was great. I'm, I'm going to try different intro sections for trivia <laughs> every time. AJ's scat intros. Trivia, uh, trivia, trivia. Mm-hmm. Uh, All right. Okay. Now you're going to be singing it for the rest of the day. <laughs> so last time's question, which was like September. I don't even know when our last podcast was. In what restaurant's code of conduct does it state... Okay, I'm going to try to do a pirate voice here. Duels by cutlass or pistol shall be taken outside with witness. Ye witness must have one good eye. That was a pirate, you said? Yeah, it okay. was. It's right. kind of a British pirate. Mm, okay. So, now, I, this must have been a bit of a challenging one, because we, despite the fact that it's been like half a year since <laughs> I did our last episode, we didn't get that many right answers. And a lot of people... This is a really hard one. And a lot of people actually said... I was I was faced with a quandary that wound up not being being necessary, which was a lot of people answered El Pirata y El Perico, which is what it used to be called, <laughs> but it is now called a Tortuga Tavern. I love how which, you say El, Pira, El yeah, Pirata y Perico. <laughs> but uh, so fortunately, the the answer that I drew at random did say Tortuga Tavern, and I wasn't just faced with deciding whether or not it was okay to accept El Pirata All right. El Perico. So our winner was John K. John K. from Los Angeles, and yeah, so he will LA. be getting a free DFB product. Maybe he will get your awesome new holiday guide, holiday guide, or DFB guide, or any of the other guides. John K. from LA, it's your day. John K. from LA, it's your day. What do you say? <laughs> so. You always have to tap me, don't you? I do. It's my thing. <laughs> so, what's our question this week, AJ? Okay, so we're going to do a little holiday question um, this week. And it is another Disney World question. we got to go back to Disneyland next time. Um, what two restaurants in the Magic Kingdom host dance parties during Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party? It's kind of a hard one as well, but it's out there. So, if you know the answer to that question, be sure and send us a mail at trivia at disneyfoodblog.com and put the word trivia in the title of the email. And, the and if you line. win, maybe we will make a little poem with your name, like we did with John Kay's <laughs> if it's name. As, if it's as easily rhymed as John Kay from L.A., that is. <laughs> and also, as since we didn't mention in the last section, if you have any questions that you'd like answered, be sure and send your reader questions, listener questions, whatever you want to call them, to podcast at disneyfoodblog.com and put podcast in the title of the email. Thank you in advance. Thank you in advance. So 
So that brings us to the end of the 11th episode of the DFB podcast. We Aww, hope very so much. Sad. We hope very much that the next episode will not be as long from this one as the last one. We hope one very was. much that the next episode will not be in 2013. That's right. We will try and get a couple more in before the end of the year. Fingers crossed for that's, December. That's so. For AJ Wolf, I am Brad Johnson. I, we are going to sign off now, but if you have any comments, please head over to dfbpodcast.com and leave us a comment about any thoughts you have on the show, any suggestions, any notes, anything we did wrong, whatever. Just, you know, how wonderful Brad is. Whatever you want to talk about. Yeah. Um, you can also leave a review on iTunes. and We love reviews. You can follow us on Twitter at twitter.com slash dfbpodcast. I think that's right. It is. I think there's a Facebook page. Nope. Nope, no Facebook page. I'm making stuff up. We just have Facebook.com slash Disney Food Blog. You yeah. can come on over there. Go over there. <laughs> so we are going to sign off for this episode, and we will hopefully see you soon. Do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do